Future Lift podcast. It's me, Casey. As always, here with my buddy Adam. Adam, how, how, how you doing? I'm all right. How are you, buddy? Good. I, I stuttered on purpose. I was like a bit. What, what's what's going on in your life, man? Not much, man. Just doing that big boy school. Um, mm. I got a a vodka with some fresh squeezed orange juice right here in front of me. Right to alcoholism. Okay, what else is going alcoholism. on? Alcoholism. Anything, anything we might talk about, or are you just going to comment on things around you? Oh man, or? there's so much shit to talk about today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. So there's this uh, art. There's this whole section, first of all, called uh, "Ask a Boss" in uh, the cut, which comes from New York Magazine. I don't want to um, ask a boss. I know it's, but it's it's a fun. I don't know if you look at like some of the other uh, items in the series, it's all bad. Yeah. Um, how can I stop being so nervous in job interviews? That's not one. I mean, that's like typical bullshit. That's a sad thing but, to go to a boss about, though. Because the yeah. boss, the power dynamic there is the whole reason that you're nervous. Um, my rich boss won't pay me back for lunch. Hmm. How do I do? I have to get gifts for my coworkers. Fifty-five gifts for every type of employee. Oh well, that answers that question. Jesus. Um, but anyway, uh, the one that I saw today, um, all of the all of them are bad. I feel like there's there's like a, a good content angle on these because rather than asking a boss, you should you know, like it, it'd be fun to ask like union organizers these questions, you know. Um, but anyway. Um, so uh, basically, the story is there's uh, there's this employee, and she she gets called in um, by her manager, and she finds out that she's a little stinky. The background here is that she has a um, a kind of skin condition, and she's insensitive to certain scented products, and she, she had she's allergic sensitive reaction. Insensitive. I mean, she's she's sensitive rather than insensitive. Yeah, bosses are insensitive. Yes, the per, the, the protagonist the protagonist of this story has sensitive skin. Yeah, um, so uh, she had to like change deodorants and then you know stuff like that that happens to people because everyone's bodies are different and uh, some people's bodies don't like the the chemicals that they're told to put on them. Go ahead. Well, and the way she found out she was smelly is her boss said there have been complaints. But after doing some research, she found out the complaints were based off really three incidents, uh, yeah. which one of which involved her having to switch deodorant, one of which involved her having to uh, run to work one day in a smelly shirt, which then the fe- the employee who was like, you kind of smell bad. She, yeah. she took her aside and was like, here, smell the shirt. Is it the shirt? And they both agreed. Yeah, it's 100 percent the shirt because apparently her power is going out at her home. You know, because a lot of workers' lives suck. And so she gets, like, mildewed mildewed clothes. Um, Yeah. But because of just a few of these things, a lot of the other employees, rather than talking to her about it, just were, like, gossiping for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the the first uh, fuckery going on here, is that rather than, like, uh, you know... Like first of all, I w- I don't think it would ever occur to me to go tell o- tell on someone to the goddamn boss. No, that's weird. About uh, you know, um, the, the like someone being stinky. Yeah, you know, I would it would never occur to me. But also, 
because um, it, it reminds me obviously of like someone like oh there's there's youths outside my house riding bicycles i'm gonna call the police like why fuck you you know what I, I mean i can imagine it would make it if you're working by this person it could make it a difficult working environment i would still probably never say anything to anyone and i would just sort of be miserable because like the sort of social uh embarrassment well first of all it's only like 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 she says it was like three days out of the year Right, sure. Um, so it's it's probably it probably wasn't an ongoing issue. No, which right. like I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I like like so basically, um, you know, it, it's just one of these awkward situations uh, that happens in the workplace. Um, but I, I wish it hadn't happened. You know what I mean? Like this, this seems like, first of all, there's like, there's like borderline, maybe some ADA stuff going on here. Uh, Americans with Disabilities Act. Like I, if you have a skin condition. Uh, and then your boss is like, no, you have to put uh, chemicals on your skin. Now, fuck your, fuck your skin. Uh, then, uh, then it makes you, you know, and that, if that's what the boss wants, then that, that could potentially be a violation. You might have to get an accommodation. I don't know like what doctor. kind of, I don't know what the boss did. I know the second half of this article is a, so this is like a, an advice column. Yes, it's an. I'm sorry. Maybe I should have made that clear. It's an advice column, except you get advice from like a boss. Yeah. So I can't remember. I think looking back, I'm getting confused on what the answer answered. Oh, I'll what, be honest. I her I boss don't didn't do anything I, prescriptive. I don't think. I, I think her, her boss. I don't think she got any trouble. Right. I think like for one thing, it's uh, it, it's not. I don't know if I go as far as say it's creating a hostile work environment. But when you call someone and be like, yo, you're stinky. Everyone's talking about you behind your back. There might be some workplace bullying stuff going on. There, I see to me, know? to me, the issue isn't, I mean, the boss, once they hear about this is going to call you in. That's just how bosses work. That's why bosses are shitty. To me, the problem here seems to be fellow employees, instead of talking to each other, are talking about someone behind their back. Like, it seems like this is the type of thing where if it's got to be brought up, you go to someone as a comrade, a fellow worker, and talk to them, rather than just yeah. gossiping, gossiping about them and then eventually going to the fucking boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, never do that. That's fucking wild. It would never occur to me to go Because go the, the boss, boss is always going to escalate things. Because, like, first of all, like, for number one, you smell a weird smell. You don't probably assume it's, like, you know, fucking Derek. You know what I mean? You, you probably think... You probably be like, "Yo, Derek, what is that smell?" And then, you know, Derek might be well. And I feel like I know the difference between a bodily smell and a mildew smell. Like we've all had clothes that we put on and we're in the car going to work, and we're like, "What the fuck? Oh, God damn it! These clothes didn't dry." I guess. Learned about Casey today. And what clothes get mildewed if they don't dry properly? I'm just fucking with you. Okay, but then so that seems weird to be like. And also, she mentioned one thing where she's like running in to the office late, and the person is just like, "You don't smell too good." It's like, can you you see I'm like running behind and struggling? Can you just can you chill the fuck out? <laughs> don't smell too good. Um, but here's the thing: like, like you be you be the boss, and you you uh, like ask me to go to this meeting and talk to me. Let's let's role play a little bit. Oh, okay, okay, got you, got you. Hey, Adam, can I can I can I see you in my office for a second, please? Uh, not without a fucking union steward, you piece of shit, and I fucking slap you on the head, you know? <laughs> 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 Benny Hill music plays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we so that's that's how I would prefer to do. I, I thought situations. I thought you wrote me into a long drawn out bit that I was really <laughs> not interested in, but <laughs> so I'm glad that it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
No, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't hit hit anyone. Not yet. There'll be there'll come a time. There'll, there'll be a time for hitting my babies. Don't worry. There'll yeah. be a time for hitting. I I promise you, hand to God, one day you will get to hit your boss. There's a time okay? to reap and a time to sow. <laughs> and baby, we've been sowing for a long time. Ooh, the reaping, the, the reaping, the reaper gonna come. Oh, time. Uh, classic murder jokes. <laughs> Uh, but no, I think the bosses in, in terms of this column, the the advice is um, the advice didn't address the toxicity of the way the workers handled the environment. The work it was very much like individual, like maybe you could do this, maybe you could do that, and there was nothing like I'm sorry that you had to go through this. I mean, there was a little bit, but yeah. it was like maybe put those chemicals on your skin. Um, yeah. maybe go, well, maybe go to the that. doctor and I don't know wh- what type of, you know, insurance situation she's dealing with, but like telling someone just go to the doctor for a lot of people going to the doctor isn't a cavalier experience where you just can throw money at a doctor to check out some diagnostic stuff whenever you want to. First of all, if, if anyone out there has any power in the world, and I don't know any people like that, but if anyone out there is able to do a thing, if if there comes a time that someone's needed to to do this whole ask like instead of ask a boss ask a union organizer i would love to help with that I'll just every now and then i'll take one and you know i'll do it better than slap your boss i'm sorry about that i didn't have a great so pitch, you want to be a free you want to be a now that i'm Yes, now that I've just, I want to get a, you know, if if the New York Magazine has this fucking column, then maybe, uh, you know, uh, worker worker anger daily. I don't know what I don't know Jacobin. what magazines there are in the world. Uh, Jacobin, uh, they they they'd want someone smarter than me. Unfortunately, I mean, pretty much everyone would. Way too stupid for Jacobin. But they could have a Jacobin um, article called called uh, "Ask the Union Guy." Ask ask some schmuck. For his bit, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, that'd be a fun thing to do. But no, I mean, I think ask Adam that, like, to slap your boss. Yeah, there, there's at one point in the article, they're like, you know, if just don't let it go to your head, you know, just, just they, they were like, just they were like, maybe, they were like, maybe you should change the way you see the situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe it's, then they said maybe you should go and thank those people for bringing it up to you because taking uh, ownership of it can be very empowering. Can you imagine going up and thanking the people for telling you you're, you're smelly just because your boss wants to keep everyone uh, docile? I mean, frankly, what what I would say is like you need to go to this person. You need to go like whoever snitched on you and be like, "Yo, so um, I heard you've been talking shit, and next time you have a problem with me or my Musk." Come, come, talk to me, bro. Okay, it's bro. It's bordering on an accent. I don't know what you're doing. Is it? Meet me out in the yard <laughs> during during wreck. That's my uh, that's my angry angry uh, accent. Yeah, you sound like your name's Joker. Huh? It's like you're doing a Chicano thing. Oh, really? Oh my! I'm no, I thought, I thought I thought you were when you said Joker. I was like, walking. You sound seats. like Mark Hamill. <laughs> I don't think I was Betsy. doing that. Uh, no, I was trying to make you awkward racially on the on the. Um, it's my favorite thing to be awkward racially. Um, own it. I'm ready to be called out. Um, I I like I like how I like how the next there's like two questions in this. The next one is should I send a thank you note after every stage of an interview process? Good lord, 
Thank you. The thing is, thank you for the making. Thing is, yes, apparently you're supposed to, to, do to that get it. Shit. Yes, you you should. But it, that's so like burn burning yourself for Caesar to show your fealty. Like yeah, I don't know. We're power trip yeah, bullshit that bosses have. Can't stand it. Um, I mean, to be uh, honest, it's not the bosses' fault the way they handled it because the the whole position of a boss is to do this. I mean, that's all they. That's all they can do. Bosses shouldn't exist. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like cops are going to be. It's not an individual cop's you know fault for being a bastard. The institution of cop makes people bastards. I mean, it's both. Right? It is both. You can choose to not be a cop. <laughs> you can choose to not be a boss. But I'm saying, insofar yeah, yeah. as there is a person in that role, that's pretty much how it's always going to be handled if you escalate things to a boss. Yeah. Anyway. The other thing in the news this week, speaking of bosses, uh, that skinny Mr. Clean bitch uh, from the from the Seattle area. The bookstore? Actually, he lives in D.C. Uh, that skinny, yeah, that skinny Mr. Clean looking bitch from the bookstore. Yeah, that, that's, a fun, Jeff, that's a pretty fun way to refer what's to What's it called? Jeff's Books? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, so uh, this week on Jeff Watch. But, so... Jeffrey, uh, apparently, allegedly, Jeffrey did a good boy thing. Yeah, everyone who everyone who I've been complaining to forever about how how much money he has was sending me this article. Like, are you fucking happy? Uh, no. So here's the thing. I for, so the the story here is Jeff Bezos says he's going to give ten billion dollars of his own money uh, to, to. First of all, the the for instance, you know, a lot of the headlines are. Jeff Bezos donates ten billion dollars to charity or ten billion dollars to climate change. And you expect uh, to, to read clear, it. You expected to read it and find out the specifics. Yeah, to be clear, Jeff Bezos is donating uh, ten billion dollars of his own money to a foundation that he, it has his name on it, and presumably he controls. Like it's like a fucking shell game. I'm not going to give him a pat on the ass for that. He moved, he moved money um, just from the left side to the right side. Is pretty much all he did. Yeah, he he just he just basically the man doesn't pay taxes, but hypothetically he uh, you know he just gave himself a big tax write off is basically all he did. I mean, here straight um, up, we know Jeff is not an ethical person. He only yes. we know he only cares about profit because he lets his workers die, making Correct. making to, so I can get my fucking trade paperback comic book overnight, so people are having a heart sure. attacks on the floor. Sure, um, which which fun fact. That's not good for the environment. It's not good for the environment. Well, he didn't also <laughs> he didn't care about the environment because environment, guess what, people? It's not about you throwing a hamburger wrapper in the river. It's about companies like Amazon uh consuming all of our natural resources. Uh but Be- so Bezos, I'm gonna, he he announced this on Instagram. There's a picture of the planet Earth. And uh so Jeff Bezos says, Today I'm thrilled to announce I'm launching launching the Bezos Earth Fund. Mm-hmm. Climate change is the biggest threat to our planet. Climate change I don't think that's how is talks. the biggest threat to our environment. What? What? Yeah. Giving him kind talk? of a Mister Rogers thing. Climate change is the biggest threat <laughs> to our environment. See, the thing is, Fred Rogers is a good man. Now, Fred Rogers and, is a good man. Uh, was uh, but Jeff Bezos is. Do you find that as a leftist, you want to? You really find it hard not being cynical about Fred Rogers? No, because like a lot of powerful. Um, men are shitty and you're like oh, i don't know i guess he's okay <laughs> that's true mr rogers was a boss i just he was a but i've i've heard i've heard that like he 
I've heard it was a kind of socialist. Oh, he was one of the good. I've, ones no, I've heard it was kind of a socialist environment, like with um, like a bunch of you know pot smoking hippies working there for him. Sure, sure, sure. All right, so uh, he he says the the nerve of this boy. Uh, Jeff says it's going to take collective action from big companies, small companies, nation states, global organizations. That ain't what collective action is, Jeff. Individuals. Um, and he says, I'm committing $10 billion to start and we'll be issuing grants this summer. Earth is the one thing we all have in common. Let's protect it. So here's the, here's the problem, uh, about, what was it? $500 million is usually spent annually for, yeah, for climate and, and climate, uh, research, uh, donations and charities. Jeff has far surpassed that with his $10 billion donation. Yeah. Um and he could space that out over the next twenty years and still be, I think they said, doing better than the you know, doubling the uh uh whatever it is. But the so, the fact that he didn't do this in a in a more specific way is what was suspicious to me. It's sort of nebulous oh, yeah. and sort so, of smacked of PR to me. Oh yeah. So I my take on this is that this is all like a calculated Jeff Bezos wants to do PR for rich people. Yeah. Like he sees that like Bernie is pulling ahead. Uh, and, and we know, uh, and we know, and we know Bezos was, is a Bloomberg stand. Yeah. He asked Mike, little, little Mike. I think that's what Trump called Bloomberg today. Little Michael. Cause Michael Bloomberg is a tiny man actually. Sure. Um, uh, you know, I no no disrespect to uh, short people, but how uh, long they got no reason to live. How long ago was Michael Bloomberg a Republican? I th- I think uh, you don't have to go f- far back. I think he was donating to Republicans in literally 2018. So I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I I think that's what I that's what I recall. I mean, everyone's been shitting on him lately. There's a lot of information disinformation going around. I don't know, uh, but he was a Republican. I think he in like maybe 2008 i think he didn't he didn't endorse that's why i think it's obama telling, in 2008 that's for why i think it's telling all the wealthy people who and, are, and to be clear he didn't he didn't endorse obama not because he was a republican at the time he didn't endorse obama because he's a vicious racist yeah he, we know um, he's a racist now i i think it's yeah, yeah. uh that's because he was so recently a republican that's why i think it's interesting all the wealthy people that you find throwing their support in behind them and they're like no we need change and it's like then you don't go for the recent republican you're just, th- yeah. it's very clear you're just throwing your weight behind another rich guy. Yeah. An, establish- I mean, I, an establishment we, rich guy. We don't need to spend too much time on Bloomberg right this second. But um, no, I think that like there's broadly a populist movement that's anti-billionaire and is questioning the way our economy is set up. And Jeff Bezos is kind of having a late realization that I think people like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and some of these other rich bastards have had is that, you know, it has to be kind of a cult of personality like Howard Hughes or Andrew Carnegie or Rockefeller. You have to have a persona about you that people can uh, admire to some degree. You can't just be. Well, it's weird. Uh, I thought Jeff Bezos has always been very unlikable, but a lot of people have all have. Always I know, really but I think I. I think for the longest time, Jeff Bezos was like, fuck him. I don't, I don't need him to like me. Um, I'm just going to make that money. Well, and but he, now, and he, is now that he sees that there's actually political power being organized to, to challenge him. Yeah. 
Like there's, you know, we talked to Danny Rajendra from uh, Athena yeah. this past week. Right now, tonight, there's like a PBS documentary on Frontline about, you know, um, Jeff Bezos and the rise of his empire or whatever. Uh, and, you know, it's, and, you know, PBS is like neutral, but like, it's not, the, inf- the facts are the facts and the facts don't look good for Jeff. It right. makes him look like a piece of shit. Right. So, and like, I like how, so he, I like how he tried to uh, appropriate the term collective action and he used it for like corporations, big and small. And then at the end he was like, and individuals. Well, it's the kind of thing like, this is like one billionaire giving his own money to his own nonprofit is not collective action. Like, like it, for instance, if you got $10 billion in capital to address climate change, is Jeff Bezos going to give it to anyone that thinks that capitalism should be, you know, challenged in any meaningful way or transformed in any meaningful way? No, he's not, he's not going to do is it in a way that's going to threaten his bottom line. And, and his, yeah, his he, bottom line is built on the drivers of climate change. Sure. Yeah. Is, if someone says, hey, you know what might not be good for uh, uh, climate change is, uh, you know, uh, overnight delivery. That's not Fle- good for climate change. Of million- something people have said for a Fleets long time. Fleets of millions of vehicles, uh, uh, you know, shooting greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, like, there, there are things that are probably pretty obvious. You don't, ha- you don't need $10 billion to do the fucking research, Jeff. But well, uh, I, well, or, the, uh, the article was saying that if you did want to affect as a wealthy person climate change, there are very specific things that you could give far less money to and have a more direct effect yeah. that he's purposely choosing not to do. He's perfectly he's purposely choosing to... In the end, most experts, I'm quoting the article now, most experts I spoke to say that the most effective use of Bezos' money could be on politics. The Instagram post says that he is interested in doing the activist, but ultimately... Governments have more power than anyone to bend the emissions curve, uh, even more than a man whose wealth is estimated at $130 billion by the Bloomberg Billionaires Index. Uh, putting climate-friendly politicians into office in the U.S. and across the world would be the best way to do that. So basically, Bloomberg has just suggested – the Bloomberg News Agency is printing something that says that, you know, the, the most effective thing Jeff Bezos can do is buy politicians. I mean, so uh, here's my thoughts on that, disgusting. though. Here's my thoughts on that, though. Wealthy people do buy politicians. It's corrupt. If you're going to buy politicians and influence our system, which Jeff Bezos is going to do regardless, if he really wanted to affect climate change, there are far more direct ways he could do that. Underhanded, yes. But he could he could bribe people to push through the Green New Deal or climate-friendly you know, candidates like, like Bernie. Like, you know, no one's ever – a wealthy person is never going to bribe people to get Bernie pushed through. You're never going to see that. Because, the, right. because they, even, even though Bernie objectively has the best climate plan. Right. But, but that's because Bernie is a – they're only going to do – they're not going to support things that threaten their class status. Uh, totally. I mean I think the issue here is that like $10 billion is a lot of money. I would say that it's so much money that maybe it shouldn't be up to one fucking bald, hairless prick – to uh, nothing against bald people or people that alopecia, they're all lovely. But it, it shouldn't be up to one douchebag to uh, nothing wrong with douchebags. They're fine products Shut up. and some people need them. I'm, I'm just fucking okay. around. That, that's, not, uh, that's, not, that's not the issue. The issue isn't that when that amount of money leaves Jeff, other people, because then the argument is like, well, but that's Jeff's money. And it's like, ah, good point. Jeff shouldn't have that much money. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like the the power that comes with that sheer amount of money, maybe that power should be democratized and wield them like uh, the amount of power that one hundred thirty billion dollars gives you is inherently undemocratic because he can influence yeah. things in a way that you and I can't. Yeah, and, and this is fundamentally, you and know, you and I are geniuses. Like, 
this should this should scare people because Mike Bloomberg he was like uh, recorded saying that you know fundamentally like democracy has its drawbacks and that the, fundamentally you need a strong executive and this is the guy that you know tried to defy court orders about stop and frisk being non uh, unconstitutional and tried to tried to fight that because he believed you know I I know what I'm doing and I'm a racist and I'm doing you know whatever what was the racist so, thing he said again. And it was about stop and frisk. It was, said, about, it was about like black people he, being dangerous he, or something. He said that when it comes to perpetrators, you know, it's all the same. You can basically take a picture of one and Xerox it and put it on the corner. Yeah. And frankly, they, they're probably stopping white people more than they should be. Is what is what Michael Bloomberg said. Um, he, the problem is the thing that he says about just taking the same description and looking for that person is already common police practice. That's just what police do. Yeah, yeah, yeah for anyway. sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, and I don't dispute, I don't dispute. I mean, that. he's over but here like, feeding a fed horse. So talking about, yeah, I mean, it, the the idea of like they're like a mayor telling police to be more racist is already like they were probably going to be like this is the NYPD. Well, I got now. the feeling that they're probably going to be racist I, anyway. I, I got the feeling that he was telling them to stop trying to curb their racism. I feel like the NYPD was trying to be like. All right, let's stop some white people occasionally. And he was like, "No, don't do that." Well, Just- no, I think that like the stop and frisk thing is very much like this. Is, this is some shit that Israel would do to the Palestinians. This is treating black folks and brown folks like people of color. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> black folks and brown folks like unoccupied people. That's what this I'm is occupy occupy policing, occupied uh, policing, like checkpoints and shit like that. But anyway, back to Bezos. We keep getting distracted by a little Mike, the littlest Mike. Um, so this this hairless guy, yeah. I mean, this money, this this type of power should be democratically wielded. I mean, that's that's my take on this thing. And I, there's no good billionaires. Fuck this guy. Um, on Jeff's uh, Instagram post, uh, there are. I hate replies. that he's on Instagram, by the way. Yeah. The, well, first of all, if you look at the replies, you can see how fucking awful Instagram is. And I've been I've tried to be on Instagram lately. Uh, I've tried to do that. But damn, I hate Instagram. This this just confirms it to me. So the next, the first reply is uh, 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 comes from Earth, a verified account from Earth. It says you have our full support. Fuck you, Earth. What's wrong with you? Someone needs to hijack the Earth account and tell Jeff Bezos to throw himself in a river. What is That's what, what is anonymous do. up to these days? What's who? What's anonymous up to these days? I haven't heard from them in a while. There's a lot, there's a lot of good stuff they could be doing. They broke up, man. They're not on tour anymore. Fucking um, Yoko. <laughs> uh, and then there's another reply by uh, the real Tarzan, who says, "Let me run the animal department." <laughs> Get it? <laughs> there's another. Then the post below that comes from none other than Bear Grylls, oh, who says, boy. "A huge moment." And then uh, strong arm emojis. Power and wealth, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Bear Grylls is on, Bear Grylls is on the list. We're gonna have to spend our best people after him. Bear Grylls is like, <laughs> I can't do anything about global warming. I can't stab it in the brain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Remember that man. day he was in the water uh, and he just took a monitor lizard and stabbed it in the head against a tree. Some other dumbass says you just became one of the biggest heroes in human history. He did not. He's a fucking villain. A verified account by the name of Rap. <laughs> Just gave it the, three the musical genre of, of rap. Yeah, the entire genre. Little Dicky Graham just said, "Amen." Good. 
I, I I don't like Instagram. I've tried. I know that this is probably like uh, you know me turning into a boomer. You know? I don't look at it. I don't I, look at it. I don't look at comments on Instagram. I just look at art that I like, like from comic book artists and stuff. Oh yeah, I'm just an artist, so I I like to consume visual material, and and, and yeah, yeah, and uh, sure. Instagram's good for that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but uh, not- Jeff Bezos is still a bastard. Um, yeah, we're coming. Uh, is the important thing. For, for what was that? We're coming. I want to get like that, the, the get, Alex Jones. I want to get that. Where he was like, I'm full of hot we're blood, coming. and I'm coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something bizarre. I don't know. Um, okay, freaking frogs. But enough about that lizard person. Um, yeah. The obvious lizard person. We've got all his. Um, we got all his papers. We can show you. The so the next story is uh, about. Uh, the tragic death of a, a young boy. So it's a much more serious story. Kind of an 180 degrees. Yeah, it's very tragic. 180 degree turn. It's very tragic. And because uh, I saw a meme about this story, and I wanted to go behind the meme um, for our new segment so, we're calling. Let's but, take a look at that meme. Because <laughs> you know how when you see a meme and you chuckle and you just move on. No, not Adam. Adam's like, who is that? Let's spend a solid hour thinking about this meme. Who is this guy that says, what do you want, some dick? Who is this man? Yeah, yeah. So there was once a lad named Archie Lloyd. Uh, and, and he was just he was a, a shit rag of a lad. Uh, one, and some would say he was a gifted sportsman. Uh, he was a privileged and, white shit. And he, he went to Crete. Uh, which is uh, an island uh, near Greece uh, for you, Casey, because you don't know things. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, I was supposed to be a joke, but it just felt only mean. <laughs> now I regret it. Um, but anyway, and uh, he was, it says here that he was in Crete and he was awaiting the results of his A-levels, which is, I guess, some dumb British way of saying grades. Yeah. Um, when he was involved in a row. I think it's his SATs. With uh, a gentleman named Sebastian Trabucati, yeah, who is uh, a British club promoter, yeah. So appar- apparently, Tra- Trabucati, what was his name? Him and uh, Se- hi- Sebastian Trabucati. Him and a young young woman were getting on. Uh, they called quad bikes, and apparently, they were yelling to the other gentleman. What's his name? Uh, Archie Lloyd is the. Is they were the like, "Hey, Archie, can you guys get out of the way, please?" And that led to a shouting match. Apparently Archie and or somebody in his group referred to the women with the other gentleman mm-hmm. as sluts. And then there was like scuffling. And Archie told this other guy one day. He told Sebastian. He told Sebastian one day you'll be working for me. And then Sebastian punched him in the face. Or no, pushed him to the ground and punched him in the face. Yeah. At which point the guy, uh, Archie was still conscious but unable to speak. People were noticing. He, he was able to get yeah, up yeah. and go back to the. But. And bystanders were hearing people around telling Archie, like, you deserve that. Uh, yeah, la- yeah, sure. Later on, Archie died. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not funny. That's not the funny part. No, it's not funny at all. Um, but no, no. He, so he basically, clearly he just had a concussion and yeah. then he went to sleep, which is what you're not supposed yeah, you're not to do when you sleep. have a concussion. Uh, and, he, and he fucking died uh, because he had a glass jaw. What are you going to do? But it seems uh, like he people... was definitely a spoiled, uh, rich, privileged shit. And he pulled some class shit out of that guy, which was weird. Yeah, that was that's, that's the that's the thing that gets me about this story. Like this, this young man had internalized 
that like he was better than this like I don't know working class. I is guess, club promoter working guy, class? You know, working class. I guess it is, right? I guess it would be. Well, I think that maybe not, but I think I mean I don't know. I I don't I have no idea about the guy's class background. I think that that it's clear, but this notion of like one day you're gonna be working for me. No, that's a thing. It has this absolutely. It has this this uh, the it's like this this person Archie knows yes. that like this person hey, he's just coded uh, Sebastian as lower class. Yes, sure, absolutely. As like you're beneath me. I'm the I'm gonna be, I'm in the employer class. You're in the worker class. Fuck you. You don't know. You're, you shouldn't be talking to me like this. And and look, if Sebastian and, laid him and out. If you're, if you're, no. And if you're gonna, I'm dead. I see. Sorry, I don't know any other characters named Sebastian. <laughs> All I know is that if, if you're gonna if you're gonna pull some bougie shit on the working class, you better have a stronger jaw. I mean, what can we? Um, but you know, as dark as that is. And I know everyone is weeping. You know, Actually, right Sebastian uh, was weeping at the trial because he didn't plan on killing a guy. He, and he, he, sure, yeah, he just thought he was punching some snot-nosed kid. He was, sure. he was, but you know, Archie was a yeah. punk. So, and to be clear, he's eighteen. He's eighteen. He's you know, he he old enough to talk shit. You know, what are you gonna do? Talk shit, get killed. Um, <laughs> look, look, if you're gonna talk shit and you can't take one fucking punch, yeah. I don't look. Maybe you need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, um, I bet. Anyway. I bet Archie learned his lesson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Archie. The, the, this is the last lesson he ever learned. But oh yeah, I'm sure God. Uh, they, he he took that one on board. Uh, but, but no, so uh, Sebastian uh, was convicted of. Uh, hold on, let me get this right. He got four years. He's convicted right? of first degree manslaughter, and he was uh, he was sentenced to uh, four years in prison. However, the judges. Decided to suspend that sentence because yeah. they they decided that Archie his his behavior it was in a, it was inappropriate behavior and in fact uh, Sebastian was provoked so basically in the, the U.S. Decision of the in court, the U.S. it would first of all be way more than four years and they would they would obviously side with the uh, I don't I don't see them in the U.S. we wouldn't say that a guy who said some stuff had it coming. Everything's like yeah, no, you gotta I mean, use your you gotta use your words. You never, never resort to. I think that in the I think that in the U.S. First of all, I think there are a lot of dynamics here. One of them being that Archie was not was like was like a uh, you know a foreigner there on vacation and was harassing someone a local person that worked in the country hmm. and like uh, a local. I don't know. If they're if both British will, nationals. Would it be? They're both British nationals. The, the, However, the trial would be in Crete, I guess, wouldn't it? I, I assume, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, and hey, Crete's uh, probably a place where it's it's probably a lot of working class people that are tired of uh, imperialist bullshit. Yeah, I mean, look, and yeah, I don't know, I don't know what to think about. Like, what if it happened here in the U.S.? I don't know. I think that yeah, you're probably right that like a dead white kid is probably all that the judge would need to hear to like put someone away for a long damn time. But yeah, and you wouldn't be able to say he was talking shit. So now he's dead, you know, because in the U.S. we're all about like, I don't know, retribution. Like, no, yeah. think about the family. It's like, fuck his family. Like, I wish that hope they all die, too. <laughs> I mean, look, you 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 because the thing is, that's an interesting like some shoes to put yourself in. Is like, can you imagine your son? Like you hear that he's like calling these women sluts. That he didn't, he doesn't know, and then he says, "One day you're gonna work for me." And then someone clocks him. If your and son like, says that, though, that's probably not gonna strike you as all that out of line. 
if if I I will never have a son that that says that because I will not be able to I will not be able to instill that way of thinking into it into any child that I have. But the but the thing is hypothetically, if you had a son that said that and you heard that he got punched in the teeth, if he didn't die, you'd be like. Yeah, you shouldn't. You, why'd you? Why'd you say well, that? Well, even shit? if he did so die, I'd be like, oh, "Why did he say that?" I would be like, "Why the guy hit my son?" Because I know why he hit him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he hit him because he was talking shit. Like, man, I would have uh, hit him too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, you wouldn't hit your kid as like in like a discipline way, but like if if you were that guy, yeah, maybe. I, um, I mean, like, this reminds me actually of like, uh, um. There was like an article I read. Uh, Dennis Prager was like saying it, it's like it's like dumb liberal bullshit, and obviously I'm he, he didn't say he, he doesn't say bullshit because he's too he's too nice. He thinks it's dumb that uh, he's not allowed to say the n word. Dennis he, Prager like, apparently, yeah, Dennis Prager. Well, a lot of white uh, people think that. Uh, of uh, you know, I think he's the dean, uh, executive vice provost Liberty of uh, University. Prager University, oh, Prager University, which is. It's not. It's not a real university. I was just fucking around. No, um, Prager University. Oh, it's an online thing, right? It's it's a YouTube channel. It's not a oh, university. Oh God. Um, uh, they but... love they love putting people of color on on there as showing that they're professors, and it's people of color being like racism doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yeah, like okay. Or they do the same thing. I forget her name. She's the AEI, and she's like, "Here's why the wage gap is a myth." Yeah, it's like, no, okay, absolutely. Just because you. You found some conservative hack. They, they, they love bringing out mean, their uh, their uncles and their aunts. tokens. They they like they like their tokens. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, there needs to be a non racially charged version of uh, Uncle Tom that you can call like sellouts who come yeah. from marginalized communities. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Am I gonna have to edit out where I said Uncle Tom? Uh. I feel like it's a literary people. reference. I know, but I feel like white people probably shouldn't <laughs> throw it around. I feel like it's okay for black people to throw around, but you hear that ice? So, so Adam Adam had this article up, and it's got a picture of Bernie, young picture of Bernie. It has like a little as, as the the mayor of uh, of Burlington looking looking great. It has an intro talking about, and it kept saying things like radical and, which I was like, oh, that's not, and I can never remember which shitty uh, you know fringe publications are right wing or not. And so I was reading it trying to be like, is this right wing? And he kept saying radical, and I'm like, hell yeah, he is. And it, they were talking about. I don't know, the radicalism that he's built his campaign on. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's see this stuff. A good campaign. $34 trillion socialized uh, health care insurance overhaul. I'm like, good. He doesn't really say anything bad about it in there. No, yeah, yeah. He says math. That, that's the... Yes, yeah, I mean, I, so that's what I was thinking. Like, we have to try to put our heads in, like, what, like, the typical, like, libertarian, like, young man that uh, watches a lot of anime uh and uh okay um he vapes a lot and wow this is a uh, full-fledged like, you gotta get in character okay you t- t- tell me tell me some of these and i'll do the sort of like i'm appalled like libertarian guy so let's let's try some of this out Sh- shoot some ideas at me okay so we've got a mass bailout of student loan debt the senator would bail out student loan debt for 45 million Americans, totaling about 1.6 trillion, according to his campaign website. Well, if you don't, if you can't afford to go to college, I mean, that's just not 
there for you. I've got debt that I'm going to be paying for the rest of my life. So that's not fair. Interesting. Interesting. And, and so, so there are people that should go to college and shouldn't go to college. I mean, that's the way, that's the way the world works. You know, like there's haves and haves not have nots, you know? Interesting. Mr. Federalist reader. I feel like you need to do a silly voice. Otherwise people are just going to think you're an asshole. Social Darwinism, baby. Um, Implementing a national rent control. Sanders' campaign has pled to spend $2.5 trillion to build 10 million government housing units. He also wants the federal government to further invade every state's housing laws and local economy by enforcing a national rent control standard. He proposes using federal government to wage war against gentrification and zoning laws. I mean... So what they're going to do is they're going to take this uh, low-income housing, they're going to put it in my neighborhood, and the property values are going to Ooh, go down. Interesting. So you think it's immediately racist? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ooh, that that's interesting. They're going to put they're going to put it in my neighborhood. The property values are going to go down, <laughs> and then they're not going to be able to they're not going to be able to, to put new stuff in or gentrify, as the liberals call it, <laughs> to bring new to bring new money and to revitalize the area. I mean, everything's turned to, to crap. You got buildings with boards over the windows. <laughs> so uh i feel like the character went too far no i'm from i'm Boards from the south the so like I, I, these are i, I i've heard these arguments like, so much the, the, like like you know apartments with like beads instead of doors <laughs> i didn't yeah. know what you're yeah <laughs> you got fucking say. cars on on cinder blocks <laughs> uh some people have rock gardens instead of lawns and i hate it, it. sounds like you're just talking about a working class neighborhood it's always weird when people complain about like cheap uh, housing projects coming in. They're like, just look at how ugly they are. It's like you don't have to live in it. You're, you just have to see it, you piece of shit. What are you, <laughs> what's wrong with you? It's like how we are with homeless yeah. people. We're like, oh, it just looks so bad. All these homeless people around. It feels bad to be homeless. Yeah. Imagine if you were that guy. I remember uh, I used to have some homeless neighbors in uh, in DC. And uh, like the, a, a few weeks after I left DC, they did this big, like the police came and just took all their shit, oh, threw yeah, it away, I saw that. and drove them there, out. There was, it was disgusting. There was recently in uh, San Francisco where police went through and like threw away a bunch of homeless people's wheelchairs that they said were uh, d- dirty, broken. It's like it's still all they had to get, yeah. get around. Like it's clear. Why can't these homeless people get a new wheelchair? Yeah. Well, ask yourself a fucking question. <laughs> Jesus Christ! There's this meme of this uh, British girl. She's a teenager. She's a, she makes a content creator or something. She goes, "If you're homeless, just buy a house." And I can't tell if it's sincere or not. I don't know if there's people that are really that stupid. Wow. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, probably. I'm sure um, there are. Um, so another one. Making higher education uh, tuition free. This is the one that got me because it says countries in Europe offer it for free. Why can't the U.S. states? United, why can't the United States? Unlike in Europe, however, tuition is precisely what made the U.S. states the top country. The United. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just got a. Uh, there's an ad at the bottom. It says, and it's want me to click on this in a single in a single cartoon in a single Dil- Dilbert cartoon. Hold on, it, it went away. It says, in a single cartoon, Dilbert demolishes the argument for the Green New Deal. <laughs> I mean, that's... I'm not going to click on it. That's, no, it says, the Dilbert just nuked global warming hysteria. <laughs> that's the Federalist, baby. It's like a Dilbert cartoon for <laughs> angry people. 
but uh um, angry angry young incels yeah. so for tuition free colleges has countries in europe offer it for free why can't the united states unlike in europe tuition is precisely what made the united states the top country in the world in which to study and the reason students from all over the world flock to the united states for education is because they want to pay that money well, I mean, rich people from all over the world come here to go to to go to school. A lot, of, most people all over the world go to, go to school. Listen to this. Additionally, the cost of state-run universities in Europe have not ballooned to pay for the ever-expanded services American universities must offer to remain competitive: luxurious gyms with lazy rivers, behemoth athletic departments, and gourmet dining halls. In 2016, Sanders' opponent Hillary Clinton knocked his free tuition plan because it relied on state governors, including Republican. Go- and I'm like, yeah, Hillary sucks. Well, it's it's the kind of thing like think about that for a minute. Like these these public uh, education institutions in in Europe that are free to the public, uh, they they don't have to have like big swimming pools and stadiums. But the in the American system, which is very much for profit, yeah. they all call themselves nonprofit organizations. Yeah. It's just funny. Uh-huh. They all have like you know he's putting the, think, he's putting um, the causation. I think the largest stadium in the in the, in North America is uh for Mizzou. Yeah, it is. Uh, he, but he's putting the causation in the wrong order. It's not that they have all this you know, it's not that the tuition is high because they have all these luxurious things. Those yeah. they have all they want all those luxurious things so they could charge more tuition and bring the people in. Like it's it's all yep. it's all cyclical. It's capitalism is cyclical. Well, There's no and also, you think about like why does Mizzou have a large football stadium? It's because they use their their college athletes for profit to make money, and it's essentially the, slave labor because they're not paid. Uh, there, I mean, it's people are going to complain about slave labor. Uh, well, I'm not I mean, talking about look, historical. There, there uh, are college athletes that like get their heads caved in for no money. You're right about that. And there are college athletes that go on to go to the NFL and make a, a lot of damn money. But there's no guarantee of that when you're being risked less, by... Less than uh, 1% of college athletes go on to uh, be professional athletes. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know all the stats, uh, Dilbert. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Dennis Miller riff. I don't know all the, I don't know the stats there, Dilbert, but... Uh, I don't know all the stats there, Chachi. Chachi. Um, instituting a, ma- a moratorium on de- deportations. Sanders... Immig- oh, no, no. That wasn't the one. Okay. Effectively abolishing ICE and CBP. I was like, yes. Uh, but he was like, he wants to get rid of Customs and Border Protection that protect our country's sovereign borders. I was like, uh-oh. And protect U.S. citizens from illegal immigrants who commit acts of violence and organized crime all over the United States. The Good Lord. The data shows that that's incorrect. All the data shows that, that that's incorrect. Yeah, that illegal yeah. immigrants are, uh, are higher, more highly represented in crime. They're actually lower represented in, uh, in crimes. Uh, I, we keep he's like fucking Voldemort this reminds me of another Mike Bloomberg thing where he was like you think they, they come here illegally because they want to be your friend um, Mike Bloomberg is a racist he keeps coming up in this episode yeah. and I apologize because that's not I was trying to get away from electoral stuff because man it's been a drag we had a great time we need, the, no, we, we need to C- shit on these, on these uh, powerful people yeah. that's important Ooh. that's important we're not we're, Look, we're not talking uh, about get out the vote, you know. That's what you know. Bernie's gonna win Nevada this weekend. I'll probably feel better, um, but until then, he's gonna he's gonna win better. all the primaries, and then they're gonna rat fuck him. Yeah, here's a feel good story. We're gonna move on because fuck the Federalist. Yeah. It, 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 you're right; it can stress you out. It's nice to read uh, through what these rotting, decaying minds. <laughs> uh, what's going on in there? Yeah. One of them. It's uh, this is. 
Sanders aims to phase out nuclear power. Good. That's it. Like, I, I, okay. Okay. Um, here's, here's my thing on nuclear power. I don't know how we're supposed to feel about it. I know it's not sustainable, but it is considerably cleaner and relatively safe, uh, right? I, I don't know anything about nuclear power. You might know I, more than that. Than I, I just do. never know how we're supposed to feel about it, like as, as leftists. Yeah. Sorry for saying the, supposed uh, to feel, but... Point 15. Here's all it says under point 15. Sanders came out in favor of abolishing the Electoral College in July. Good. Yeah. No, a lot of these Wait, are just... Tell, like, it's argue, what's out, its like argument against that? What's it, why does it not like that? Uh, because People then, basically, the president would be decided by New York and California. No, it's not. It's just it's determined by, by the all the votes of all the Americans in the country. Yeah, but most of them are in California and New York. So basically, California and New, and New York, they're the ones that get to make all the decisions. I've never, I've never understood what that matters. If, oh, because even if New York, because, again, even if New York and California, even if New York and California didn't exist, then okay. So now maybe the big, the most people are concentrated in Chicago. So like now Chicago is an issue, like just because the most people live there. That that means that that means those two cities are the most representative cross sections of America. Then. I mean, it's it's the same thing. Is about, it the idea like, that these cities magically make people liberal elites? Is that what it is? It, I mean, kind of. Yeah. I mean, they just know that, like, uh, for, where you have all these cosmopolitan places, yeah. you're going to have people that you know interact with people from different backgrounds and have different experiences. They know it subconsciously. Those experiences. That's what's weird is they don't like these areas, but subconsciously the reason is is they know that people from diverse backgrounds are sharing ideas, and that there probably is a more genuine voice coming out of these areas. I, I don't want to discredit, you know, the rural. I don't want to discredit, quote unquote, the flyovers. You and I are arguably from a flyover. Uh, I mean, it's Texas, so it's... Yeah, well, Texas is pretty big. Um, I mean, you got to fly over you it. You do got to fly it, over it. It's tough to go around it sometimes. If, regardless of where you travel in the U.S., you have to stop at DFW or Atlanta. <laughs> regardless of where you go. Um, so, um, but, um, yeah, but like, there's nothing magical about like there's always going to be more populated cities than others. That doesn't mean that they're, I don't know. It just seems very dis- disingenuous. Here's a feel good story. Um, I'm to feel good. Um, finding solutions to the ongoing housing crisis in the San Francisco Bay area is uh, one way that ABC seven is trying to build a better Bay. That's area. where I live. Yeah. A group of Oakland apartment tenants say their landlord has been unresponsive to their needs, so they've gone on a rent strike. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yes. Uh, And they don't plan to pay until the landlord gives them a chance to buy the building. I'm so glad they're leveraging it for for like tenant ownership. That's amazing. That feels... That's amazing. Like... Can, I, I'm glad uh, they had the wherewithal to do that. I, I thought it was just going to be like they were trying to get the get the landlord to commit. They were like, "No, get him out of there. Let us fucking do it. Let us own yeah. the place. We'll do it. We're not paying rent until he he lets us buy the place. Right. It's fucking amazing. It, it no, has there's, big, there's it has big of... it has big mom squatters union, uh, energy. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but they're like between this particular rent strike, I've heard some talk about a debt strike when it comes to student debt. Yeah. I've heard, uh, you know, there's labor strikes all over the country. Working people are starting to realize that they got some uh, some muscle in their arms. You know what I mean? Um, That's what I say to a lot, a lot of my friends who I went to college with who are more conservative and were like, free college. 
why is everyone asking for handouts of free? I'm like, we we all own loans. If we, what if, what if we, uh, uh, you know, bond, banded together to strike for, you know, I guess you could do it as an alumni, could you? As an alum, as an alumnus, strike for uh, free tuition. No, I mean, I mean, you could, yeah. If if, if you could stop paying your damn loans. Okay, that's what. Well, I was saying, like. You, you, I mean, the, my the argument is always is like, there. wouldn't you like to not have to pay those loans? That's always my argument. Yeah, yeah. Like, why? Why do people argue? Like, I don't know. People are always like, they're always worried someone else is going to get something for free, and they're not. And my argument is always like, I, you, you should also. Get, I agree. You should also get it for free. The answer yeah. is that no one should get anything for free. Then the other weird thing about that argument is the other thing I hear is that like I've already paid my student loans back yeah. well that's not fair they have to they should have to pay theirs it's like and like for, I, I have been paying mine down and like if I still face twice I could still use the old debt forgiveness yeah uh, but uh, it also reminds- you know, I, even if I had paid it all off why would you want to like shit on someone it else reminds me of the whole like what you it reminds me of the whole I don't have kids why should my taxes go to support schools yeah, yeah, it's like so. You don't. Yeah, yeah. So when you're old, you're not living in a world run by fucking idiots. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's. It seems fairly obvious. It seems fairly short sighted. Yeah. We've got this. America is the most entitled country, but it's the people who are always complaining about entitlement who are actually the most entitled. The people who are like, well, why should I? I always say the motto of America should be, well, why do I have to blank? Why should I have to do this? Why should I have to push English at the ATM so you can get your fucking money out of the magical machine? What are you talking about? Just push yeah. English, dipshit. Yeah. Um. Push English, dipshit. That's the name of my new uh, comedy album. So the last thing I want to talk about is this batshit crazy uh, thing that Stacey Abrams said. Who Everyone liked Stacey Abrams like a year ago. Uh, she's still she's still a likable enough person, but it's just she came out and was like super politically opportunistic. So she was on, uh, I guess, the View or some shit. Sounds about right. But uh, she she was asked about Bloomberg's like unprecedented amount of uh, of, of campaign spending. I think he spent like four hundred million dollars or some bullshit. Which it, it gets to a point that you're like, the, like, how hard are moderators going to be? on uh bloomberg because he actually did qualify today for the debate tomorrow uh in the moderators are being paid off well no but it, it gets to a, a broader point like if this guy is, is saying he's going to spend a hundred million dollars uh through the, the the rest of the year on this mm. he's got he's, he's spending three three million dollars now or however I've, I've, i'm sorry I've, i forgot the the numbers I, I just I just said I think he spent three hundred million well, already. Well, if he's going to spend, uh, well, whatever he's he spent uh, three zeros worth. I think four hundred million. He spent uh, six figures, nine uh, figures. Yeah, yeah, three hundred million dollars. Four hundred. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. Let me take this again, just so we're not confusing mm-hmm. people. Like, if he's saying he's going to spend, uh, he spent four hundred million dollars already. If he's going to spend a billion dollars by the end of the year. Uh, which is what he said, I think. 
you, you know, it gets to a point where, like, if you're a major media company, do you want to get start giving this guy bad press? Because it's actually it's so much money that you wouldn't want him to take his ball and go to another network. You but, know what I mean? You but, wouldn't want him spending all his money on MSNBC if you're on CNN. You know. But what here's I mean? what I'm thinking: if I'm running MSNBC or CNN, he's that powerful. If you take him to task, first of all, a lot of viewers are going to respect you for doing that. And then if there's retribution, it's going to be publicly obvious that he's doing it because you told the truth about him. And that's bad press. Unfortunately, that's bad press, though. You know, it seems very clear to me, one, that MSNBC is not in the respect business. No, I know. Uh, so I, I'm not sure I would rely on that. But um, I mean, CNN, if they. My sweet, sweet boy, Anderson Cooper, if he would just like say, you know, I know he's a wealthy guy, but here's all the crooked shit he's doing. Then if he gets look, shut down, isn't there going to be public outcry? Look, I think there, there, it comes down to one on the one. It's not, he's not, he doesn't have the power to shut him down. It's the fact that they, they are in a profit. Uh, their only interest is profit, right? So they want to get. Uh, there, there's a billion dollars of pie being doled out, and they want to get a good slice of it, right? So, um, okay, yeah. so they don't want to alienate this uh, tiny billionaire by the end of the year. They want to they want to keep him. I always forget like, that companies enough. that companies. I always forget that companies aren't actively. They're not worried about loss. They're worried about not gaining. <laughs> like that's they don't even begin yeah. worrying about loss. They just can't not be gaining money. They so. Yeah, I mean, so anyway, Stacey Abrams is asked about Bloomberg's campaign spending, and she says, I think that for once we actually know where the money is coming from. So it's refreshing that he's, he's basically buying this election. She went on, every person is allowed to run and should run the race they think they should run. And Mike Bloomberg has chosen to use his finances. Other people are using their dog, their charisma. They're whatever. This had this just had bit, and the fact that she openly was like, "I'd be willing to run with whoever the Democratic candidate." I was like, "Wow, way to have no values." Yeah, these are very different candidates. That is a hell of a statement to make. Yeah, but like to compare, you know, a, a candidate that's using their fucking dog, yeah, in, in the presidential race to someone that's using a billion Who's dollars. Who's using? I don't. I don't know what that's a reference. I have no. Amy Klobuchar. She, she. Other people are using their charisma. Like, <laughs> you like you're using your charisma to win an election. Like that's a bad thing. Like obviously that's like part. That's a component of politics. I mean, there is a like thing the, about electoral politics where we just we pick the candidate who lies the best for us, and we like them well, the most. I think I think people like Bernie because he is charismatic. I think that's true. Well, the but, char- I, I, but the charisma comes from his honesty and his lack of bullshit. That's where yeah. the charisma comes from. He doesn't Totes. he doesn't care about. I don't know. Bernie will say things that are the right, the way you know that Bernie is honest and, and you know, Trump supporters are like Trump's honest. Trump will never say anything that goes against the mystique or the bolstering of his endeavors. Bernie will sometimes be like, yeah, that didn't work out. Or like, yeah, this didn't, or like, he'll say, Oh, I don't know about that. Like he doesn't, he's very, I don't know. He's just very no nonsense. He doesn't mind saying things that to a lot of other politicians would be like P- bad PR. You shouldn't say that. Yeah. You, know, you shouldn't say, I don't know. You always have to be positive and say everything's going great. And I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, I think, I don't know. I think that Bernie is, he's charismatic because he is, like, part of that charisma comes from the fact that he gets really mad and passionate about people that don't have any power. Um, you know, and like he's, he's, he's fighting for people that don't have power. He's fighting against people that have too much power. That doesn't always read as, as, as charm though, because as we know with people like Greta Thunberg, when you get, sometimes when you get emotional about real shit, people are like, oh my God, crazy. They're crazy. They're they're crazy. We we don't, we don't like it when. I mean, there's a propaganda machine. Like people, people talk all kinds of weird shit about Bernie. But like, uh, just like they do about Greta Thunberg, but I don't, you know, what's whatever. Oh, Greta Thunberg, that seems very clearly that we just don't like it when, when young women speak up about things. Like that seems very clear that there's sort of like a how dare she preach yeah. to us, but like she's saying real shit. And I don't know. I think Greta's cool. Sure. I, I think mean, Bernie's. I, I think Bernie's super cool. I say, <laughs> I say Greta and AOC, uh, twenty twenty eight. Uh, Gre- Greta is not wasn't born in the United States <laughs> president. Damn it! You're right. There, there's some other bullshit about Target. Target sucks. They should have a union. We're not going to go through that story oh, though. That fucked me up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I, I, no, go I off, King. I, I don't remember what it is, but I remember that, <laughs> that surprised me because I go to Target and I'm like, fuck. Now I'm going to have to. So, so basically, we can get into it fine. Like, there's this app Just where you me. get on there and you're supposed to deliver groceries, basically. Oh. Yeah, fucking gig economy shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's um, I mean, and this is the type of stuff that Uber does, and to you know, to a to a lesser like degree, Uber eats, yeah, yeah, Uber eats. Um, but like, what is it that the more people they have like doing that job because a lot of people are having a hard time finding work, so like the gig economy's there. That like uh, on the on the app that you use, they can. God, what was it now? All I know is people were complaining about some of the practices of, of the company and they were getting fired because of that from the company, which you, you basically get, um, what do they call it, deleted or canceled or, or, or something on the app, which basically means you can't work for them. And uh, right, you laugh. Like, what, wasn't that your takeaway? That just Target's doing some like very like draconian shit. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's what a lot of bosses do in this day and age. If you tweet about your boss, and they that they they very well may fire you if you don't have a union. Um, it just seemed, it seemed. I almost laughed when I was reading it because it was just so petty and it, and it is petty. And it, like, well, basically, they're basically using this app to flood this particular gig economy thing with so many workers that it can keep costs down, and that's what they, it was. That, that they people these people cannot get a, a living. This wage one woman said. This one driver said she'd go from making three hundred dollars a week to zero to twenty five dollars a week. Yeah, yeah, which is quite a change. So, and if you complain, yeah. and if you complain about it, it's. I just I can't imagine how how I, as a boss you can be okay with the policy of. I know my employees are making no money, and if they if they bring it up, I'm firing them. That's just that's so bizarre to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's you have to really de- I mean, you have to really delegate delegate a lot of stuff to disconnect from that reality. Yeah, I mean, the, but there's like a culture of people getting deactivated. Was like the the whole deactivated thing. is the term. Yeah. Um, I just thought, I just thought it was funny you said they were canceled. Like, there, uh, yeah, there was one. No, I didn't mean to say canceled. In the capital yeah. C. Can, there was well, there was one where a news agency called them out and was like, "Hey, have y'all been deactivating people for?" And they were like, 
Oh no, we found it. Oh, it was a mistake. Whoops. Oh no, they got their job back. That was that was a mistake. We thought they said something. Uh, we thought they said something uh, discriminatory. Is what they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's going to be all for us this week on on Future Left. I had a good time Absolutely. talking to you, Adam, as always. Oh, thanks, buddy. That that was a a weird, intimate moment there. Yeah, sometimes I feel like we end kind of abruptly where we talk about the last thing, and it's like. All right, I'm Casey. All right, get the uh, fuck out of here. uh, Yeah. So I just wanted to say that I appreciate you uh, sticking around with me for these 159 episodes. It's been a pleasure. I think, yeah, yeah. uh, And now we take, and now we take the cyanide capsules. (laughs) Damn, that's what that was. Um, Anyway, uh, but yeah, join us next week. I'm Casey. I'm Adam, and I feel awkward. I didn't say a nice thing about Casey, but he's a good man. Bye. Bye.